Hey, family. Thank you for joining today. Got a good one for you. All this week, I've been talking about the importance of sin, and I'm not going to hold you long. I want to give you some quick ways that you can avoid sin. But first, it's always important to cover why sin matters. And again, just want to thank you for joining. Make sure you subscribe to our channel for more videos, and please share. Share with your enemies. We always um, say that if you if you can benefit from this, your enemy can benefit from it. So, again, started. Why is sin important, or why does it matter? And you have to realize that in the day and age that we live in, it seems like more and more people have a less regard when it comes to what they do. Sometimes people do things and may not realize that it's sinning, or they may know that it is sin, but don't really care if they're doing wrong. But as believers in Christ, we have to realize that there's going to be a day that we have to stand before Jesus Christ, and we have to give an account for everything we do, even down to our thoughts. Now, let that sink in for a minute. If you have to give an account for even your thoughts, it's about time we pay attention to what the word is saying. So why is sin so important? Well, going back to Genesis and when Adam and Eve sinned against God, this was a big blow to humanity because when you think about it, they basically gave Satan the right to rule the earth and the world, but not rule heaven. So to get that understood, Satan is under God and he does not control anything above God. But because man decided to um, decide to obey Satan, then he basically forfeited everything that God had given to him. And so you go through the Old Testament up to the New Testament before Jesus and you see all these wars and they're still occurring, but it's because of sin. And a lot of people don't realize it, but sin is what caused so much of the things that you may see in your life when you see people fussing and arguing or people getting divorces, people cheating on taxes, beating kids, violence, you name it, sin has a role in it. Now, I'm not saying sin is responsible for everything, but it has a role in a good bit of the, of the situations that occur. So knowing that you know, this is how sin occurred. You know, as we look in Romans 6 through Romans chapter 6 verse through Romans chapter 8. And I'm not going to go into them too deep today because they're very extensive. But I can tell you from chapter 6, it starts off talking about sin. And Paul basically asked the, the believers there, you know, if <clears throat> since we have been it's saved by grace. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And he was like, no, you shouldn't do that because you, most people may think, well, if I've been saved, it's okay for me to sin. Not entirely. When you sin, it's like you're crucifying Jesus Christ all over again because that's why he died in the first place so that we could be saved because we didn't have any other way except for him to redeem us. So, Think about that for a minute. Jesus Christ was the only way that we could have redemption because otherwise 
we would have experienced the wrath of God. And that's not something I'm looking for. I was looking forward to. So I thank the Lord that he did what he did, you know, sacrificed on the cross, glory to God. And, you know, I praise and worship him. So that's the attitude that you should have. But going from chapter six through chapter eight, it talks about the law and how the law was basically put in place. It wasn't bad. In fact, the law actually was good, but the law only condemned. So when you think about it, it's like somebody telling the child, don't touch the counter because it's hot. But in a way, they still do it. And you're like, well, why did you do that? And they're like, I just want to touch it. And now you got to gotta calm them down because they crying, they boo-hooing, you know, the hand burnt off. But anyway, you realize that because you tell them one thing, it's like there's something telling them to like go forward. And that's what sin did. Sin saw, kind of like Satan did, you know, God gave a command not to do this. You know, he basically said, if you do this for you, you will surely die if you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And, you know, because sin, you know, deceived, so the enemy deceived even to eat the fruit, you know, that's how you have these myriads of problems um, occurring. And then from chapter, also in chapter seven of Romans, um, it talks about how Paul says, so what I know that I shouldn't do, I end up doing. But what I do know is right to do, I don't do. So you kind of go through the do-do verses, no pun intended. But as you read, you'll see that the word the the words do do repeat themselves because it's like I don't want to do wrong, but I end up doing wrong. And I do want to do right, but I don't do right. So it's like <clears throat> it's this constant struggle. And the struggle is actually between your flesh, because your flesh wants to do what it wants to do, but your spirit. You have God's spirit in you. The spirit wants to do what God has called us to do. <clears throat> so you have this internal, you have this internal struggle between your flesh and your spirit. It's like, well, you know, you should be eating right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Some of y'all know y'all should be eating right. And you don't do it. You tell yourself, well, I can just pass. I eat later. You know, it's, it's just a little bit. I'm just getting a little sample. You'll be surprised by how many of those samples can cause some weight gain or it can cause some undesirable effects that you don't want to have. So <clears throat> the spirit is here to help us to really live the way we should live. But the flesh, sometimes that can go either way. The flesh is like, listen, I just want to live life and do whatever. And God is calling us to live higher. So that's kind of like a brief overview. But we are going to get into ways that you can avoid sin. And it's actually going to come from the book of Acts, actually Acts chapter two. So kind of going into this, in Acts chapter two, this is basically where Peter um, basically tells the people there how they crucified him and starting in verse 38, um, it says repent. So for anyone who's not a believer, this is for you. It says, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and all who are far, as many as the Lord our God will call. So 
this is the book I'm reading, so I'm not reading from anything else. But <clears throat> this is for the unbeliever. Repent and be, be baptized. Why? Because you want you want to have remission of your sins. You want to claim Jesus Christ as Lord, and you have accepted that Jesus Christ is Lord in your life and that he died for your sins. And so that's why it's important to repent and be baptized. They go together. To repent means that you change your mind about the ways that you were going in. And to be baptized means that, hey, I'm, I'm able to participate in the 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 death of Jesus Christ and be buried with him, not physically, but spiritually. It means that you're putting down your old ways, your old flesh, and when you're raised up, you have you have the spirit of God within you is activating, so to speak. And you also have the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's also what it says. Because right now, if you're operating, you know, without Christ, then you know, you're kind of on your own, but you have to have those two working together in order for this to fully be activated. Okay. So like I said in the caption, over seven ways that you can avoid sin. Now, I will have a disclaimer and say you will not entirely go one day without sinning. Um, or I would say that there's a strong possibility that you still would sin, but there are ways that you can avoid it in the first place. Okay. So we're going to start in verse 42. Okay. So it says, and they um, continue steadfastly in the apostles doctrine. Okay. So I'm going to back up to verse four to give you some context. So it says in verse 40, and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them. Okay. Saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. So that's a lot of people when you think about it. 3,000 people. I'm trying to think of a number, but think about wherever you live at. Think about how many people drive on the road and take 3,000 of those people who were added as souls daily who said, hey, I want to repent and I want to be baptized. Okay. And... He also says, be saved from this perverse generation. Okay. I don't want you to miss that. So it's important for you to repent and be baptized and also follow Christ because this generation is perverse. But he also says, be saved. So that means that if you're not saved from this perverse generation, then what? Well, as you continue to read in there are books uh, such as Daniel, Isaiah, Matthew, Revelation that talks about the days <clears throat> that are coming for those who denied or rejected Jesus Christ. And to be honest, when I read through some of those, when I read through a lot of those scriptures, especially revelations, it's not looking good for a lot of those who reject Christ. So if you have an ear, like the word says, you better get this into your, into your soul and you better, you know, make some changes if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, because the day is coming. And you can see it, you know, now, you know, different wars, you know, different things you've never seen in the media, in the news. These are the things that the Bible has said are going to happen, you know, before the tribulation period. Now, the rapture is going to occur for, you know, all those who have believed. And, you know, some people may um, may actually be buried before the rapture comes. Either way, 
uh, we either way believes in Christ would not miss it. But if you're not a believer in Christ, I don't know what to say for you. It's, uh, I don't know. This is only thing I can tell you is that this is probably going to be the best heaven for you because tribulation period con is not looking good. So anyway, let's get back to it. So verse 42, so set over seven ways that you can avoid sin. So it says, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship. So there's two. Okay. Meaning they continue steadfastly, meaning they were diligent in studying the doctrine, the word of God and in fellowship. So it means that they, they congregated often. They didn't mind having Bible studies, studying the Bible and congregating. Okay. So those are two ways when you have a community of people that you can go to and they're helping you to keep your mind focused on the word and doing what God has called you to do. Those are ways that you can avoid sin. Okay. Let's get back to it. And it says in the breaking of the bread. So this is the sacraments. So participating in the breaking of the bread represents the body of Jesus and the wine represents his blood. So partaking of the sacraments means that you are taking a deeper step and saying, hey, I want to participate in the communion, the remembrance of Jesus Christ. Three ways you're doing that. Okay. Fourth way is in prayers. Prayer is important. Now you may ask, what is prayer? Prayer is having a conversation with God, not to God. So when you have a conversation with God, you are expecting some dialogue to come back. It's not like you were just talking to a wall and you feel good that you vented. No, you are going to expect to have some feedback. So just because you say, Lord, I need you to do this, it's not, it doesn't mean that that God is just going to be silent. Now, sometimes he is, but <clears throat> most times he's going to respond. And that could be in many ways through his word, um, through an audible voice, or it can be through a person. Through many ways, you just have to keep your ears open. And you also have to be receptive in prayer and not just take it as, I'm just going to talk to God. Okay, so those are four ways you got it um, to avoid sin. Let's keep going. So it says, then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the through the apostles. Verse 43. So that's five ways. Fear. So when you have a fear of God, of his word, then that means that you are really taking his word seriously. And it also means that you are you are hating sin. So when you start to love God's word more then that would help you to hate sin more because you'll start to be sensitive to sin, um, just like the Holy Spirit is sensitive to sin. The Holy Spirit cannot stand it. The enemy cannot stand the word of God. The Holy Spirit cannot stand evil. So you have to realize that you got to choose a side. OK, so <clears throat> going on to verse 40, um, verse 44 it says now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Okay, so that's six ways, um, or actually seven. So they basically sold everything they had, and they did this for each other. So if someone said, hey, I need a ride, I need a place to get to and from work, and I'm not sure if they had cars then, but they needed a means of transportation or they may need some finances, they had a community or they had people who said, hey, we're going to sell what we have, 
you know, whether it's food or whether it's livestock, and we're going to help you with what you need. And they also divide it. So if anyone else needs something, they split. They say, okay, we got a plan and we're not going to lose out at all. Listen, we got enough and this is the plan that we're having because we want to make sure that you're taken care of. So this was a community. They were fellowshipping, breaking the bread, praying, but they were also saying, hey, we're going to take a step further and I'll sell some stuff if you need it. And I'll make sure that you get fed. You have, you know, the roof over your head that you need. We're going to take care of you. So it was this community where they were taking care of each other. Okay, moving on. Verse 46, it says, so continue daily with one accord in the temple. Okay, so this means that they were meeting daily in the temple, where today we may call the church. But the church is actually the community, the body of Christ. So this is the temple they made in every day, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. So they were not bitter. They enjoyed the food. They was like, Lord, we thank you just for this meal that you provided us. They weren't salted. They were like, mm, this this needs some more seasoning on it. Ooh, mm, this too bland. No, they weren't complaining like that. They were they were very happy, glad. And they had simplicity, which means that they were at peace. And they were just, <clears throat> they enjoyed the fellowship of being with each other. Moving on to verse 4, 7, it says, praising God. Okay, that's another way. In having favor with all people. That's another way. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Okay. So that's over seven ways that you can avoid sin. And you realize that that's from verse 42 through verse 47 of Acts 2. So over seven ways that you can avoid sin. And when you actually think about it, this is how the church should look. You know, being able to fellowship, being able to praise God, being able to have a simplicity of heart when you eat and not, you know, being um, being picky, you know, being able to, you know, really understand the meaning of staying in the word with a group of believers, even going as far as selling your possessions that you have, you know, things that you may say, man, I really enjoy this. But if I have a brother, sister in need, I'm going to give it to them because I know that. I would rather see them benefit from it than for me to benefit and see them, you know, struggling. So there you have it over seven ways that you can avoid sin through Acts 2 verses 42 through 47. So like I said, family, didn't want to keep you long, but I definitely wanted to share this piece with you. And if you have time, I want you to really read through Acts 2, full chapter, as well as Romans 6 through Romans 8. So Romans chapter 6 through Romans chapter 8. It's a good read. It talks about sin. It gives you a really good breakdown and also talks about God's love for us. Even though we've sinned, it talks about how he still loves us. And I tell you that if you're really struggling with understanding different concepts, these are some books that can really help you in your walk. So I thank you for joining us today, family. Like I said, make sure you subscribe to our channel, other channels, TikTok, YouTube, um, Facebook. We have Instagram uh, for more content. And like I said, that's all I have for you. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Keep praying. Keep maintaining on these scriptures. And we're praying for you. And, um, you know, we just want you to maximize your potential.